the DI Guys podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. This is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this episode of the DI Guys podcast. As always, I'm joined with my good friend and co-host, Mike Coggle. Mike, what's shaking in the panhandle of Florida today? Not a lot. Everything is good, Chris. It's cloudy, but it's not raining. I mean, we've had a really dry August um, and a dry July, so we'll see. Living here, you know what? You want just the right amount of weather. <laughs> so that's what makes it funny. You, you want a... You don't need a cat three hurricane, but you would like a little bit of moisture on occasion because believe it or not, it gets dry here too. But other than that, you know, schools in full swing, college football's in full swing, high school football's in full swing, things I haven't done in a hundred years. I'm going to go watch a high school homecoming tomorrow night. So, and, you know, living the dream, as they say. So everything is good. What about you? You know, Mike, uh, speaking of the weather, we haven't had any rain in a month, which is good news, bad news. Good news is I don't have to mow. Uh, the bad news is the yard is brown, but we did get a big dump today. So that's going to really, really help everything. Like you, I love going to, uh, the high school football games. It has certainly been a long time since I've done it. And Mike, living in a small town, the significance of Friday night football in that community is huge compared to when you and I lived in the big cities where it wasn't necessarily, you know, quite as important to those people. So I'm, I'm like you, I'm enjoying it. College football season is going to be an interesting season. I don't think there's a clear front runner. So I think it's going to go all the way to the end, uh, in terms of who's going to get into the, into the playoffs and who actually wins. So probably like you, I love this time of the year. It's funny because you and I never lived in Dallas because if we lived in a big city like Dallas and high school football, <laughs> that's a whole different conversation with. Stadiums, the high school stadiums that hold eight and ten thousand people more than most small colleges. But uh yeah, where I lived in Denver, I mean, I wouldn't have even known what high school to go to. You know what I mean? I mean, one, I didn't have kids in high school yet. I do now, but uh, it, it's different, and uh, it should be fun. And I was talking to a guy who got you know boys in high school, obviously playing football. His daughter plays basketball with Romy, and he's like, "You going to the game?" And I go, "Yeah, we're going to go to homecoming." And he goes, "Oh, you got to be there early. I'll save you a seat." <laughs> I just like, you know, wow. Oh, like early, he goes, oh yeah, it, it'll be packed. I go, are they good? He goes, well, they're competitive, so that's enough. It, it will be packed. And he goes, if they weren't, it still would be packed. So take us back to 17 year old kids. That's, that's an awesome thing. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That's, that's my big event this weekend. There you go. Hey, Mike, I want to touch on two things in today's episode. First, I want to talk about uh, the upcoming IDIS meeting. Then I want to talk about a conversation you shared with me from somebody that you know within the industry. But let's start with IDIS. You and I are going to be there. I'm super excited. Uh, I hear it's going to be a great program. You know, what are you hearing or what are you thinking about making the trip to Portland, Maine in a couple of weeks? Well, you know me, Chris. It's a, it's a foodie community. So I, I like my food. And it's a good time of year. And if the weather holds, you know, it could be really pretty for one at that time of year in, in you know, way up New England, the Northeast. And it's just been a really long time since I've been part of, in that part of the world, excuse me. So it should be, um, fun. And again, most of the people that are going, I know pretty well. And fortunately, I always get to meet a couple of young people, not always enough, that are excited about, about this industry and what can happen because 
after doing this for so long, and I don't know how many times I've said it, even with IDIS, it, you'd think it'd be a much bigger event, people-wise, and I get we're a small community in the world of insurance. I mean, we do individual disability insurance for the most part. Um, but the carriers are there and always, um, the carriers that remain, and they're enthusiastic and they've, uh, you know, they've always got, uh, new ideas, talking about what changes they're making. So if nothing else, especially for us, catching up with old friends and seeing and getting a full industry update going into 24 is good. You know, what's new on the plate? Typically it's not a lot, but it could be even a change of, you know, we're, we're going to do a, a, a quicker underwriting program or we've got this part on the admin straightened out. Or we're doing, you know, a census-only application for GSI, which is not my world, but, you know, so getting all the information going into 24 is good. And, you know, our goal is just to, uh, you know, what, you know, motivate, compensate, educate. And number three is what you and I are trying to do. And we work very hard at doing it. And, you know, I wish, I wish we batted 400, as they say in baseball. It would be good. But, you know what, we'll just keep trying. Sooner or later, somebody's gonna, somebody's going to understand that this is not only necessary for millions of people to own the product, take care of the problem, and I have one sidebar, take care of their problem, but get somebody that actually really wants to go and do it. You, I've learned, you have to have a passion for this. What, you can't fake it, right? You've been doing this a really long time and so have I started the industry right behind you. Uh, you just can't fake it. You've got to have a passion for this and really believe what you're doing. You know, heart and soul is extremely important. Mike, yeah. our commitment is when we get back from Portland, you and I will have an episode and we'll kind of brief our listeners, you know, what went happened, what were the highlights in Portland. So, you know, stay tuned for our next episode. Now, Mike, I kind of want to switch gears here. Right before we came on the air, you mentioned a conversation you had to somebody with somebody that you know in the industry. He told you he was just completing our reading our book. The broker's broker. Can you kind of share a little bit more of that conversation? And let's talk about that opportunity because this is something that our listeners ought to be paying attention to because it is a phenomenal opportunity. Chris, at my age, fortunately, the phone call was yesterday. So it's still really fresh in my mind. And I got a call yesterday out of the blue. Guy I've been, I've known since he started in the business, um, lives on the East Coast and he's fairly successful and he does brokerage and he's fairly successful at what he's doing. He's come a long way quick and he's a young man. You know, he's under 40. So to me, you, most people that are in the disability income protection world, that is a young person. He goes, I just finished reading your book, Broker's Broker, as you just alluded to. And he said, um, I have a couple of questions. And one of the first questions was, I have this life producer and he's a life only. And I go, what do you mean he's not life only health? Nope. He's a life only and he's a really large life insurance producer. That's what he does. The only thing that he does. And of course, my buddy, the only thing he does is what? Individual disability insurance. And they're friends and somehow, and live in the same neighborhood and they got into this conversation. And there was a couple of weeks ago, which prompted my buddy to go get the book, got it off Amazon, read it, and then called me because I just have a couple of questions. And his was really about, because I think pretty much everything is laid out in the book on what to do. You've got to be able to market to those existing clients through that producer, right? The actual producer that has the client to get them to understand that I've got this person that's extremely well-versed and knowledgeable in this one specific, whether it's risk protection, income protection, paycheck insurance, the, the, the names can go on and on and on. 
And he said, but, you know, the question I have is he's not self-licensed. And I said, well, he, he's not going on the app, is he? And he's like, well, no. And I go, well, then you don't have a problem here. No problem at all. You go on the app, you do what you do with him, because you're going to be solely responsible for just his individual disability. And he's like, well, I don't know, Mike, and this is what's funny, you and I have done this for so long, because he goes, I don't understand why other people aren't doing this. I plan to get anywhere from, I'll start with one, um, I'd like to get five, but I'm going to stick with one until I see how effective it can be. And so we talked, and he goes, the guy has a huge client list. So we broke down the client list, too, as you and I would do, Chris, with him, and said, you know what, pick the right group of people first. And everybody should have this, but you know what, you want to, you want to make sure that you have the right people. So go under 50, you know, over six figures. Actually, you can even go with him on face amounts because he has them. How much life insurance do they own? Is it permanent or is it term? And so my first category would be everybody that's permanent that falls into that category, that's where you start. Because you really need to have, I said a list of around 25 people, 20 to 25. You need a random sample that's got to be more than one. And I, I told him, I said, because the first person you talk to that's really interested, has collided, right? Absolutely. I, I mean, so I said, you know, you can't, you can't let that bring you down. So you're going to need a random sample, and you want to make sure that your conversation is, you know, as you say. If you're going to market, and I suggested an email, a text, and a phone call to the client, specifically the phone call. If the guy really wants to do this, and they can figure out their own splits, that's not our job, that's not our anything. But he will be just a 1099 and have nothing to do with the actual insurance anyway. So they can figure it out from a marketing perspective, marketing dollars, because Dave is the guy going on the app, so that's who's responsible to get paid the commission and to take care of the client if, if, in the world of a claim or anything that ever happens. And he's like, well, I just don't know why we wouldn't do this like with a lot of And so we took it a little farther and said, not only do you want four or five, but look at your list of brokers, how big it is. And all those that do one or two, you've now got the last quarter to go back to every one of those people that sent you an app this year. It got placed and have a conversation. And that's what you want to do in our business. Whether you're retail or brokerage, you want to have a conversation. And now you've got a whole quarter's worth of conversations with all the people on your, in your database that have written a policy in 2023 or two policies in 2023. And you can ask them the same question that you would always ask. Well, you find income protection important because you wrote a couple this year. Did you only have two clients this year or however you want to phrase it, depending on your relationship and how you speak to people, or did you just, or did you just not do it? And if someone says, no, it's just really not my bailiwick, we always hear that. It's just not me. I mean, I get it. They asked for it. And that's, you get an honest answer. They just asked for it. So I got it. They were healthy and I sold it to them. No big deal. And then I went back to my business. Now you go, what about your other clients? We've still left them hanging. No other way to put it, right? We've left them hanging, left them in the lurch. They could have the opportunity, and this is what I told him, and he wrote it down. He went up to write down his statement. I said, you need to give that client, talking to the broker, and tell the broker this. We should give all of your clients a little bit of an education and then give them the opportunity to say yes. And that's what you want to tell these brokers. Why would we not give them the opportunity to say yes and then take it to the next level one step farther? Because this is a program that I'm doing. I, I you know, I, I, I've partnered with people. I have a, I, I've read this book. The book tells me exactly how to do it. You and I can go have a cup of coffee. We can have lunch. We can sit down 
And I'm an expert at what I do, just as you're an expert at what you do. And I think we could partner here, if you're interested. We could partner, and we could look at maybe writing your clients some income protection in 2024. Those that you just never talked to about it because you told me you were asked. I'll do the asking for you. And don't worry, you won't lose a client if somebody's a decline. That's my problem, again, not yours. You can say, well, I didn't know. I don't do this for a living. I'm sorry you have lupus. Sorry you have this. Sorry you have that. Because those are always the insincere objections. And remember, we talked this 10 times on these podcasts over the last four years. Insincere objections. You overcome those. You may be able to pick up some people and become a broker broker for a handful of people in 24. But it gives you something to talk to all those brokers about that are doing hardly any business at all in the world of income protection. And he's like, yeah, yeah, this is why we talk, Todd. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, and I will keep you up to date on how well it works so you can pass it on to others. Because he's a pay-it-forward guy, too. If it works for me, it can work for everybody. So that was, in essence, our conversation. So, Mike, you brought up something I think is I, I really love. The idea of going back, again, This his primary way of making income is through brokerage, but going to those brokers and having that conversation, and here's the benefit to him when he has a conversation. He's going to know with clarity if that producer is serious or curious about offering disability insurance to his to his or her clients, because if if he if they take him up on the offer to be a broker broker, they're serious. Now, sometimes what they say, no, I think I'll I was planning on doing it in twenty four, which we know is a lie because they haven't done it in the fifteen to twenty years they've been in the business. So they're basically saying is you like this is really not important. So here's my point. Now I'm that brokerage dude. The people who are serious about broker, 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 we're going to write a lot of business. The ones that aren't, I'm not going to spend as much time with in 24 because they basically told me they'll, they'll do it when it's asked. So why would I want to spend time, effort, and money on a producer who doesn't really put it in the forefront? So it's a great way to filter out who his best brokers are going to be going forward. So that's a great point that you made. And the other thing with this particular young man is, is he gets to use, he started his career with Northwestern Mutual retail, went to Mass Mutual retail, and then became a brokerage guy for life reasons. He just didn't want to do retail. And, you know, the, that, it doesn't work for everybody. But the point I told him that he needs to convey to his potential clients is, I have the experience talking face-to-face on income protection. As a matter of fact, both of those companies is one of the first products I ever was taught and learned. So rest assured, I'm not going to talk for hours. Number two is I got this. I know how to do it. I know what to say. And you know what? It'll still allow your client the opportunity to say yes or no. Well, Mike, we, we talk about this in the book, The Broker's Broker, is that I think it's the greatest opportunity in the financial service arena. Unlimited prospects no competition, and carriers who are bending over backwards to help you, and the compensation is phenomenal. And what this does, it solves one of the biggest problems that so many producers have, and that is the prospecting aspect. You know, now he is going to get referred by a another producer, a strong referral, so he's going to walk in with credibility, and then all he has to do, in my estimation, there's a great book out there by Robert Cialdini called Presuasion. Is either the producer who's referring him or him prior to showing up, 
sends something in advance that kind of gives the highlight of income protection, right? So they can kind of digest it. Because let's face it, Mike, if they're not a doctor or dentist, they don't know what this is all about. So when they show up, not only do they have credibility, but they have educated that prospect. So the conversation goes deeper, faster, and they get to a decision much faster. It's not always going to be yes, but they will get to a decision. So again, you and I beat this drum for a lot of years. I think it's a great opportunity. And hopefully some of our listeners, if they haven't read the book, they'll, they'll get the book and then put it, more importantly, put it into practice and go out there and you know just protect a lot of people's income and at the same time, make a lot of money. I couldn't agree more. Chris, before we're done here, I got two last points because like I said, things are fresh in my mind. Okay. I got a young guy that just started. Um, also, he left Alabama, moved to Denver, has called me a couple of times, and he's 25 years old, played football. He was a D1 football player, really big kid, vivacious, gregarious. So he's got the skills to talk to everybody. That he can do. And he's like, how do I get started? And, you know, we always have to give one sales point. And I said, you know, regardless of who you're going to work with, you start talking to people that are in your age bracket, and let's call that 25 to 40. Just make up a number. Tell them that you're in the risk protection business and you're white papering it right now and you're working on what you're going to do. And when you get it done, you'll let them know. But you're in risk protection. And then you say, you know, I'll sit down in a week or two. And, and they'll say, well, what do you mean by risk protection? And I told them to say this. It's as simple as this. What you want to take care of is your house, your cash, and your car. And they're always going to go, I don't know what you mean. Well, you have homeowner's insurance, you have automobile insurance, but what everybody forgets is that number two that I just mentioned, cash, and there's a way to protect that too. Something we should talk about. So when people say, I don't know how to start a disability conversation, in one sentence we just gave it to you. I think we should discuss initially, whether you look at the financial planning triangle, however you do it, what we really need to start with is house, cash, and car. Those are the three things at your age that we need to absolutely take care of. And then we can start from there. By the way, one last thing. Did you watch the debate? I did. There will be no politics here, but did you watch the debate? I recorded this on my phone. I played it back and recorded it. Healthcare last night. Were you paying attention? Yes. What was, here was the question I'm going to tell you because it'll, it'll come to you in one second. Two thirds of all bankruptcies in America are because of Health. Two thirds of the bankruptcies in America because of a family health condition and they don't have anything. And I just get livid when I hear that because it's not always that they don't have health care vis-a-vis through the government and Obamacare or their own or whatever. Why do they go bankrupt? That second point, they don't have the cash. So anybody that listened to the debate last night and I will bring, I recorded it with my phone on the TV. Two-thirds of all bankruptcies in America are due to health problems. How do we alleviate that? Well, I can't scream on my TV, well, if you had bought income protection or disability insurance, you wouldn't be one of those two-thirds because you got health insurance to send you to Houston, but you don't have the plane ticket to get there. And while you're not working, someone's foreclosing on your home. Ultimately, you end up losing everything because of a health condition, even if you have health insurance. So we'll finish today with you have a health insurance policy, or do you have a health insurance plan? That's a mic drop moment there, Michael. Yes, sir, it is. What I, I want to close today, and I I can just envision you on stage with those politicians. 
that would be so cool just to see Mike Coggle start to rant with with either political party. It wouldn't make any difference. It would just be fun. But don't you just find that that's on a national stage, viewed by millions of people, and all the audience is thinking about is health insurance? Because if you have cancer and you don't have health insurance, you will be treated. We both know that. Somebody will right. treat you to figure out your bill. They'll send you bills forever and ever and ever. Uh, but that's not the main reason for bankruptcy. It's everything else in your life. When you stop working because you have a health condition, this, this gets shut off and forces you to file chapter 711 or whatever you have to do. Yeah. Great. Well, Mike, great episode today. I look forward to seeing you at IDIS. Yeah, I look forward to it, my friend. Foodie Town, be well. Be well. 